Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 143. Today, I want to follow up on what I started yesterday. I may have stirred up a hornet's nest. I hope I did, simply because we need to think through these things. In last podcast, I was talking about Peter and John and what happened in the temple. 5,000 people were converted to the Messiah, Jesus, and the people in the religious world got upset. Those who were in control started looking around and said, who are these people? They didn't go to the right seminaries. They didn't come through the right channels. They're outsiders, and they're stealing our thunder, and they're taking our power away and our influence, and we can't have that. We're going to have to punish them. So they arrested them and brought them in before them and ended up threatening them because they were scared of what they were going to do. They said, look, if this gets out, we're going to be in trouble. And so we better put a stop to this because people are going to start following them instead of following us, as is always the case. These people who are threatened and intimidated by others, they don't have very much to say anyway. They don't have very much brain power, and they certainly don't have any kind of spirituality about them that is true godliness. If they did, they'd rejoice when people are healed. They'd rejoice when people's lives are changed. They'd rejoice when people are brought from darkness unto light. But you see, if you're just religious and concerned about power, then that's a problem for you because that means people are not going to be coming to you and you're going to lose some control and power. It happens in the political world, happens in the ecclesiastical religious world, and it happened in Acts chapter 4. And they threatened them and said, don't ever speak any more in the name of Jesus. And Peter said, you can judge for yourself, but we're going to speak because we've got to speak. We can't help but speak what we have seen, what we've heard, what we've experienced. Now, it's amazing after that, they had a choice. They could cower away and say, you know, we better stop saying anything or we're going to get in trouble. Well, you see, the goal in this life is not to stay out of trouble in the good sense. Years ago, before my grandmother died, I said to her, I said, Grammy, it just seems like that since I have been saved and called to preach, God is beginning to use me that a lot of the religious people don't like what I'm doing. I just kind of seem to stay in hot water. And she made a statement to me I'll never forget. She said, son, hot water won't hurt you. Hot water will keep you clean. Boy, that's true. And it seems like I've been in hot water ever since, some of the wrong kind, but mostly of the right kind. And so they could have just stopped and gotten scared and backed off and not done anything. But instead, the Bible says, and being let go, this is Acts 4.23, and being let go from the group that they had just been threatened by, Being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Now, this was very important. It would have been like the governor. It would have been like the mayor. It would have been like the chief of police saying, don't you dare go out and say any more about Jesus. Well, if you have had an experience with Jesus and he's your Lord and he's your life, then you can't just shut up about it. 
It doesn't matter who you are. You cannot do that. People say, well, you need to obey the laws of the land. You need to obey the laws of the land as long as they don't contradict the word of God and bring a decision between you obeying God and obeying the laws of the land because the instances always in the Bible is we've got to do what God wants us to do. We're going to obey the laws. We're going to be the best citizens of any country as long as they do not tell us that we cannot tell others about our relationship with God. We cannot gather together. We cannot assemble ourselves together. In the next podcast, I'm going to deal with this idea of whether we assemble ourselves together or whether we forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And I'm probably going to differ with a lot of people out there, but I know what the Bible says, and we're going to deal with what the Bible says says. And so this is what happened. When they were threatened and they said, don't speak anymore in the name of Jesus, the Bible says they went and told their companions. And when they had heard that, they ran off and hid and said, we better not do that again or we're going to get arrested. The goal of the Christian life is not to stay out of jail for testifying of Jesus. The goal of the Christian life is to be the kind of person that God would be pleased with. It was to be like Jesus. Now listen, Jesus never did anything wrong. Everything he ever did, he said everything in the right way just when he should have said it. He never said anything in a wrong tone. He never said anything out of line. He always did what he should have done just when he should have done it. And all I'm telling you is he was absolutely perfect, and he ended up on the cross. And if we think we're any better than our Lord, then we are sadly mistaken. Jesus said, if they listen to me, they'll listen to you. But if they persecute me, they'll persecute you. And we have seen that happen. And so the scripture says, and when they had heard this, what had happened to Peter and John, they raised their voice to God with one accord. In other words, they prayed. And they said, Lord, you are God. You made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Isn't this amazing? You see, the response to earthly potentates who tell us we cannot worship God, we cannot serve God, is to remind ourselves and them as we have opportunity that they are not God. We serve God, and the God that we serve is the Creator. He's the one that everyone will stand before because He made heaven and earth. He made the sea and everything that's in it. And He knew this was going to happen. If you'll recall, the Bible says, Who by the mouth of your servant David has said, this is in the book of Psalms, Why did the heathens rage, the nations rage, and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and their rulers were gathered together against the Lord, L-O-R-D, all capitals. That is God Almighty, God, Yahweh, the covenant God, the God of heaven and earth, and against his Messiah. You see, David said when the Messiah comes, they're going to rage against him. Why? Because again, as I said in the last podcast, The Lord just messed up their religious world. When he came and then his disciples, it wasn't any more about what school you went to, what rabbi you had trained under, what elder you had sat under, but it's whether you knew God in a personal way and whether his call to salvation and to service was upon your life, whether you were walking with God and the anointing was upon your life. That's what made the difference. And so when these disciples preached, these people, these religious people didn't like it. And the leaders that were political, they didn't like it. 
And so they prayed this and they got perspective as they prayed and read the scriptures. Verse 27, for truly against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose had determined beforehand to be done. You see, nothing's out of God's control. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. And God has already made a plan for his children. And it might mean death for us, but death is not the worst thing that can happen for the child of God. And let me just say parenthetically, with all of the COVID and the sickness and the flu that's going around, listen, wash your hands, take precautions, but don't live in fear. Let's just say that we get sick. Let's say that we get COVID. Let's say that we get cancer. Let's say that we get the flu and we die. Death is not the worst thing for the child of God. Something that's far worse than death for the child of God is living in disobedience to the Father who loves us and the Lord Jesus who gave his life for us. It says that God had already determined what was going to be done. He's in control. The best thing they could do in their minds was to kill Jesus. But when they took his life, which they thought Jesus readily gave his life is what he said, the grave couldn't hold him. After three days, he came back out alive again. You see, God had already made a way. They were shooting their best shot. They were doing the very best thing they could do, they thought. But God had already made plans for that. He had already prophesied that the Messiah would die. He would give his life a ransom for many, but that he would be raised up. And just like Jonah was in the belly of the great fish, so it was that the Lord Jesus was in the belly of the earth. And then he came forth after three days. And so all of that was prophesied. And so here's what they asked for. Not that they be relieved from persecution. Not that they be granted freedom from all of that. Here's what they prayed in verse 29. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And the Bible says when they had prayed, the entire place was shaken where they were. Now think about it. Why are we cowering in fear? Why are our stomachs churning and panic attacks happening? I'll tell you why. It's because we have our eyes in the wrong place. The lords of this world cannot harm us eternally. We don't need to fear those who can kill the body. We don't need to fear those who can put us in prison. Why, when God wants to, all he has to do is open the prison door. Ask Peter about it. All he has to do when we face death and breathe our last is the moment we close our eyes in death, we don't cease to exist. We open our eyes in the presence of the Lord Jesus in a beautiful place called paradise. We don't have anything to fear because when we fear, we lose the sense of God's control and God's presence in our lives. What we need to do rather is trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not unto our own understanding, in all of our ways acknowledge Him and God will direct our paths. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.